Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the lombardi line with former nfl executive michael lombardi now here is your host stormy bonatoni on vsin the sports betting network what's going on everybody welcome in to the lombardi line presented by DraftKings. stormy bonatoni with you alongside mike somich filling in for michael lombardi for us again today host of the handle here on vsin every weekend 12 to 3 eastern alongside matt brown saturdays and sundays and i'm just impressed that after yesterday you put up with me then and you came back for more mike how are we doing today <laughs> Oh, doing great. It was a good day yesterday. Four and two on yep. the bets. A lot of good action in college basketball. Good action on the ice. And we got another full slate today, so I'm excited to talk about it. Yes, and it's kind of like when you're at the blackjack table and you have a table win. We both won together on the Rangers puck line, which was a good <laughs> feeling. I had one pretty rough loser, which we'll get to in a moment. But real quickly, let's set the stage for what we've got going on over the course of the next two hours here on the Lombardi line. It's combine week rolling on from Indy. So far, it's been all talk. But that means we've got a lot of really good headlines to get into over the course of the show today. Um, today, in terms of drills, workouts, we've got the defensive line and linebackers who are going to get to work tomorrow. It's DBs and tight ends. Saturday, quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs. And then Sunday, it'll all round out with the offensive line. We'll have Eric Froton of NFL Media, also NBC Sports, Rotowire. does a great job covering the draft in college football. He'll join us later on in hour two, get into the nitty gritty of some of those things. And also a little hockey today. Nick Alberga, Leafs morning take, NHL. Fantasy on Ice podcast. He'll join us coming up in a little bit as well. Dive into what is a 12-game slate in the National Hockey League today. And I know you are coming locked and loaded with hockey plays today too, as always, Mike. Yeah, we got a pair of plays on the ice. Got a bunch of uh, smaller conference plays in college basketball as well. Love going back to those. And it is a monster day on the ice. You mentioned the 12-game slate. There's quite a few good hockey games as well. I know we're going to talk a little about your Vegas Golden Knights. Mm. They're playing a big game here. Uh, the, the hockey is getting good now, too. This is the time of season where you're seeing a lot of teams starting to make that playoff push. We've seen a couple teams change coaches to have make a run off of that. Uh, and this Oilers team starting to heat up as well. Last night, they were playing the Blues. So it's just a fun night of hockey on top of everything else. Yeah, I still can't get over that 16 game stretch for Edmonton earlier this season. Just every single night you knew that they were going to come locked and loaded. Uh, that said, we are going to start today talking a little hoops because it has been too good this week in the NBA and in college basketball and off the rip. I didn't think at this point in LeBron James career 
that we were still talking about firsts. But mm-hmm. he had a first yesterday because the Lakers were down 21 points in the fourth quarter and he ended up having the largest comeback of his career and it was at the cost of my gosh darn Clippers ticket. I was I tweeted yesterday on Twitter, I was feeling physically ill. The Clippers, I laid three and a half with them. Um, I also had them in a variety of like money line parlay situations. They lose 116-112 after having a 21-point lead in the fourth quarter. Lord help me. Yeah, this is one of those scenarios where everything had to go right for the Lakers to be able to come back. You mentioned it down 21 in the fourth quarter, as high as 40 to one to win the game during that fourth quarter. If you wanted to bet them in game and they came storming back against a Clippers team, which has been pretty good down the stretch. And you would think with Kawhi and with Harden would be able to shut the door in a game like this. And they were just unable to score. We saw the Lakers get stop after stop and then go down and score and just a miraculous comeback here. If you I feel awful for you holding that minus three ticket. I mean, this is one of those where you you assume it's already cashed and you're just sitting there. You're like, okay, I'm just going to count my money Scrooge McDuck style. And then all of a sudden you turn the game back on and the Lakers are somehow ahead. He hit LeBron did hit three straight threes like right away and cut the deficit to nine. And you're like, okay, Uh what's happening here? (laughs) He outscores the Clippers himself. He had 19. The Clips had 16 there in the fourth quarter. He was five of eight from three, four assists. Clippers turned the ball over seven times in the fourth, leading to eight of those Clippers, 18 of those Clippers points. Um, Just frustration all around. It should have been a rocking chair win the way that they were playing. And then just unbelievable. They end up losing by four in that spot. Lakers now, by the way, up to ninth in the NBA's Western Conference, just three games back of the number five Suns with 22 games remaining here in the regular season. But when it comes to LeBron, like we keep on seeing all these things on ESPN and on national radio about who's going to be the next face of the league when LeBron retires. Like, let's just enjoy this. As pissed off as I was yesterday, the fact that he's still doing what he's doing at his age and still being able to put the team on his back and be the best player in basketball. Like, let's just enjoy that. He's the face of the league and he's going to be until he's no longer here. And we're probably going to see a couple more years of this as well. That's what's so impressive to me. I mean, at age 40, what he is doing is just absolutely phenomenal. And you see him when he wants to be 100% LeBron. And this is what makes the Lakers scary when you get to the playoffs. When he goes all in in a stretch, he can still dominate games. The problem is he can't dominate 82 games because of his age. He's going to wear out if he does that. Mm -hmm. But when he gets into that mode, like we saw last night in the fourth quarter, he still can be the best player in the NBA. It's just it, he can't do it for 82 straight games. So that this Lakers team, they're going to be end up being a playing team. They're, they're going to have a very tough early round matchup. But you got to remember, you look back at that that Nuggets series last year where, yes, they got swept. That was one of the toughest series for the Nuggets. And this Lakers team is a little bit better than the one last year. So I'm not going to say they're going to make a run. But at the same time, would you really be shocked if they upset someone in the first round because they still have LeBron? They have AD and you're going to get 100 percent of both those guys in that first round. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all. And especially like you think if you're going through the league right now and you're just picking like one game, got to have it down five late. Who do you want on your side? It's LeBron James. It just it just is. Speaking of the Nuggets, by the way, who are the Western Conference favorites right now, plus 245. They dominate the Kings despite a slow start Denver was down 35-28 after the first quarter Kings were doing work that ended quickly at one point in the second quarter they outscored Sacramento 33 to 8 
kept that switch flipped for the rest of the game. 117-96 the final. They win and cover as a nine and a half point favorite. And they're back in action tonight against the Heat. I was looking through their wins on this four game win streak for them. They've won all four by at least 15 points. They're just laying five, five and a half against uh, four, four and a half against the Heat. Uh, the Heat, meanwhile, have eight straight covers. They're seven and one straight up their last eight. Any just initial thoughts on the game tonight? Do you think Denver might sit anybody? Why is this number so short? Uh, that is the big question to me. Is, is Jokic going to play? He's the key of whether or not they sit. If they sit anyone else, I'm not as worried about it. I, I want the Nuggets laying four and a half at home. They're an absolute truck. But I want to make sure Jokic is in the game before I place that wager. This is a tough spot for Miami. They're on a West Coast road trip since the All-Star break. This is going to be their fourth game or third game in four nights, all on the road, all on the West Coast, culminating in playing in one of the toughest places in the NBA to play. The number tells you that we've got some guys who may not play for Denver. And that's the reason that we're sitting there at four and a half in a back-to-back situation. I'm going to wait to see the lineups. It's one of those spots where I'm almost tempted to put a half unit in now at four Mm. and a half, because if we find out everyone is going, I think this jumps up to somewhere in that six number. And you mentioned it, this game opened at five and a half and then came down. So there's heat money that's come in, even though the heat are in a bad spot here. I realize Denver's back to back, but it's back to back home games. They blew the Kings out last night. It wasn't really that strenuous of a performance for them. So my, my lean is Denver here, especially at four and a half. But I need to make sure I'm getting the full lineup. It's one of the struggles with betting the NBA is sometimes you don't really know who's going to be in the game until about an hour before game time. And it feels like one of those situations in Denver where we may be missing a piece or two because it is the second night of a back to back. Yeah. And you have certain players, too, who probable doesn't really mean probable and questionable doesn't really mean questionable. So you never know what you're going to get. I know you have a ton of college hoops tonight, but is there anything else in the NBA you're looking at with the big slate? Uh, that was really the one game that jumped out at me. I think okay. it's it's going to be a fun night in the NBA. You mentioned it. We've got we got a bunch of games that are going on. And so I'll be looking more toward in-game stuff during the NBA. A lot of times what I like to do with the NBA is, is watch that first quarter and see if I can get a home team who I like in the long term but didn't want to lay the necessary points at the start of the game and then pick them up at in-game some mm-hmm. point. I even played a little bit of uh, Heat Plus 2 the other night when they were taking on Portland and they fell apart in that first quarter. They came back 1 by 10. I, I like playing NBA in-game just because you see so much variance from quarter to quarter that you can often get the team that you like at a significantly better price than what you started that game at unless they just run away with it. So while I'm lamenting my bad beat last night with the Clippers, I feel really bad for anybody that had Auburn plus seven and a half yesterday against Tennessee as well. You deserved better up eight in the second half. You end up losing by eight. So you don't cover, but credit Tennessee and Dalton connect because we we already know that he's one of the best players in college hoops right now, but he had 12 points in the first half finishes with 39. He was five of eight from three and this Tennessee team's looking like the real deal. Yeah, they look great. And and they've got we talked about their stretch. They've got three straight games now against ranked opponents, two of those on the road. They close out with Kentucky. It's going to be a big stretch for them here. They're playing for a number one seed in the tournament. And if they're able to run these this table here and then do well in the SEC tournament, I don't see how they don't get it at this point. And you do feel bad for Auburn betters there. It felt like Auburn was the right side of that Mm -hmm. game for about what, 35 minutes? And then that last five minutes, we see Tennessee start to pull away. They end up covering by the half point. I'm really enjoying SEC basketball. I got to say, like, just a lot of points up and down, a lot of quick shots. I watched that Alabama game last night as well. That one was a little rough for Old Miss backers. Uh, It looked like Old Miss should have been way ahead in the first half. They ended up up three at half, and we see Alabama just run away with that game late. But it's fun basketball right now in the SEC. Yeah, I think that tournament's going to be one of the more entertaining that we see coming up here in 
I'm just about a week or two. Like these yeah, conference, these conference tournaments are right around the corner, man. Also, um, Marquette, they get a big win over Providence, 91-69. Cover that big number, no problem. The total goes over 149 and a half. We also see Iowa State beating Oklahoma, and that was a low-scoring affair, 58-45 the final. But Iowa State covers a big number as well. And speaking of the SEC, South Carolina does it again. Oh my gosh. Yep. No credit. Like they just no one giving South Carolina credit. We mentioned Tennessee. They beat Tennessee. They yeah. beat in Kentucky. They've got multiple big wins at this point. And we're they're catching five and a half on the road against Texas A&M. Not an easy place to play, but they just keep getting the job done. And they're one of those teams. We mentioned them yesterday. They were 35 to one to win the SEC regular season title. They're a game back and they've got some of these teams that are ahead of them that they get to play. They're going to be an interesting team to watch down the stretch. No question about it. A number of games today. I don't think it's as good a slate as we had yesterday, but I, I'm, I'm just excited to find out what conferences that we're going to discuss with you <laughs> later on in the show. But yesterday we had the Big South. It's like Big South, Sunbelt, uh, SoCon, whatever you got, throw them at us and find out these miscellaneous mascots. It's my favorite thing to do. Um, okay. We are going to hit the break. That's our college hoops talk for now. We will get back into it as well as the NBA a little bit later. Um, when we come back, the NBA combine, as I mentioned, rolls on. We've heard from GMs. We've heard from coaches. Yesterday, we started hearing from some players speaking to media. Caleb Williams set the record straight, sharing his stance on how he feels about playing for the Bears and why this stud corner could be hitting the open market. We've got a lot to get into in the NFL. We'll be right back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you haven't already, make sure you check out the new and improved vcin.com. It's got a fresh new look, enhanced navigation, and our new website's got a mobile-first focus, but all that same great content every single day, including right now, 
best bets, betting splits for college football, college basketball rather in the national basketball association which we'll give out some plays on that a little bit later as well vcin.com though check out the new and improved site but let's get into some nfl right now stormy bonantoni and mike samich with you uh as i mentioned before the break earlier this week at the nfl combine out there in indianapolis we've seen a lot of sound that's coming out from nfl gms and coaches and now we're starting to hear from a few of the players and uh projected number one overall pick caleb williams is one of those players who has spoken to media recently recently and we know there's been a lot of rumors about his intentions and um does he want to play for xyz team is he going to pull an eli manning if he doesn't want to play for the bears but he pushed back on a lot of that narrative saying he would be quote excited to go to chicago here's this is going to be a little bit long but i'm going to read it through here for you mike if i get drafted by the bears i'll be excited if they trade the pick and i get drafted by someone else i'm just as excited speaking about chicago they have a talented team a talented offense and defense and for anyone to be in that situation i think They'd be excited. I'm not pushing any agenda at the end of the day. The Bears have the last say, regardless of how I feel. I'm not pushing an agenda of, yeah, I want to go or no, I don't want to go. I'm excited for whatever comes. Wow. It really sounds like he's excited, Mike. I would be excited if I was going to be the number one pick in the draft as well. Let's be honest <laughs> for me. Uh, that'd be a, that'd be a fun experience there. <clears throat> it was important for him to say this. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, we heard rumors before the draft process began that he didn't want to be in Chicago. We heard rumors that he was going to ask for a piece of the franchise when he signed a contract. None of that's been actually validated by anything. And so we, we needed him to come out and talk about this because if you're going to nitpick on Caleb Williams, it's not the physical skills. It's everything else that you're going to nitpick about. The fact that, you know, you're worried that he's not a leader and what happened this year at USC and that you know you will hear these rumors that maybe his head's a little bit too big. It was important for him to come out and say this. And it's important for him to reiterate it behind closed doors as well, because those reports are the one thing, the one knock that there is on Caleb Williams. Like I said, from a skill set, there's no one even close to him mm-hmm. who has the arm strength, the ability to extend the play, the ability to run when he needs to. I, this is this is one of those guys who looks like a generational talent when you watch film. The, the worry is what's above the shoulders with him. I don't think it's that big of a concern. I think it's important he came out and say that said this. And I think if you're Chicago, you got to be pretty happy because this had to be the one bugaboo in your mind that, hey, what if he doesn't want to play here? Do we really want to draft him? And with him saying this and this coming out, I feel like Chicago has to you know, breathe a sigh of relief. And I do think it was a good reminder, too, to your earlier point that most of what we've heard had been rumors, had been from reporters or social media or even his father when he talked about him maybe not coming out for the draft this year when we all knew that he was coming out. Uh, but I think it was nice to hear straight from him that he's like, no, whoever drafts me, that's where I'm going to go. It's going to be great. Uh, he also said he loves Chicago legends, Michael Jordan, Walter Payton and deep dish pizza. Where do you sit on deep dish pizza? Is that the best of the pizza family? No, no, it's not the best of the pizza family. New York style pizza, easily the best of the pizza family. A big Italian pizza fan is a really good place in Orange County. If you're ever out there right on Balboa Island to grab some Italian pizza. But I do respect the deep dish pizza. If you go to Giordano's and you get it right, it is very good. But it is also very filling. I don't know if you've ever had it, Stormy. Like one or two pieces and you are done. You have to make sure you come with your appetite. It's locked and loaded with cheese. And that's why I love and oh, yeah. respect it. Anything that has a ton <laughs> of cheese on it, I'm all about. Uh, the commanders, by the way, are still a 
talking point. The Bears are a $9 favorite to land Caleb Williams ultimately, but the commander's there at three to one. And Caleb being from the D.C. area, the connection to Cliff Kingsbury, I think it's still a talking point. He called the possibility of playing <laughs> playing near home really cool. But I, are the commanders really going to give up a haul to get Caleb Williams? I don't know. And, and maybe, Mike, if he really is the generational talent and full product that everybody thinks he's going to be, maybe you do feel comfortable giving up other assets to get that pick. I just don't see it happening. I think it would be really, really hard to believe that the Bears would give up the top overall pick two years in a row. It's a unique situation that they're in right now. And I feel like it's going to be Caleb Williams to the Bears. $9 probably isn't high enough. I agree with $9 isn't high enough. I think it should be somewhere around minus 2000 to be honest with you, because I think there is a, a, a extremely high chance. We're talking 90 percentile chance here that he ends up with the Chicago Bears. If there's one team that can go get him, it's Washington. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't see the Bears trading down past number two because they need a quarterback. They're going to move on from Justin Fields. And the only way they do it with Washington is to get a record haul. And if you're Washington, you're sitting there, it's like, hey, do I want to give up, let's say, a wide receiver like McLaren and give up two firsts? Because that's what it's going to take to go up and get Caleb Williams from the Chicago Bears. I'm not sure you can do that with the talent that you currently have on your team. Yeah, great. You have Caleb Williams, but you just gave up a major wide receiver and two first round picks. When you've got a bunch of holes on defense, you need to improve the offense as well. It, to me, you put yourself behind the eight ball too much to make that move just going up one spot. And it would be unprecedented. I mean, they would be paying more than essentially what we saw last year Carolina pay to jump eight spots. And so, yes, the prospect is significantly better, but are you sure there's that big of a gap between Caleb Williams and whoever you like at two, be it Daniels or be it May? That makes it just a very, very difficult proposition for Washington to move up. Also this week, Chiefs General Manager Brent Veach mentioned the ability to tag a player as an option to keep both Chris Jones and Legarius Need. Now there's some reporting about how Casey would pull that off. According to ESPN's Jeremy Fowler, the Chiefs have informed Sneed they're prepared to franchise, to franchise tag him if the two sides can't come to an agreement on a long-term deal and that they're willing to trade Sneed off the tag. He's reportedly agreeable to that scenario, giving him the opportunity to negotiate with other teams uh, once free agency opens. If you had to guess, is Legereus Need a Kansas City Chief next year, or do you think he goes elsewhere? I think he's going to end up somewhere else. And it's if you look at what Kansas City has done in the past, and specifically you look at Tyreek Hill, when they knew they couldn't keep him, they found a trade partner and made sure they got something back for the asset. And you're sitting here and you're looking at Ladarius Sneed, who gave up zero touchdowns in the regular season, is one of the best, five best cornerbacks, probably three best cornerbacks in the NFL for my money. You cannot let him walk without getting something back for him. He's a young guy right now. And fortunately for KC, they've drafted ex exceptionally well. You've got McDuffie, who is an all-pro cornerback as well on that roster. So you have replacements for Snead. And it's, it's really a question of Chris Jones or Ladarius Snead. You can't keep them both long term. You're going to have to make a decision A or B. And it looks like they're going to decide that they want to keep Chris Jones long term, which I don't agree with. I don't disagree with because you you need that interior pass rush on this Kansas City defense to help make it easier for the cornerbacks. I think that's part of the argument here. If you're Kansas City, it's that, hey, because of our pass rush, because, because of our defensive scheme, Snead was able to play above his talent level. And now we can get more for him than we believe he may actually be worth without having to sign him for a long-term deal. So if I'm look, I, I'm a Kansas city better, I have them plus seven fifty. I'd love for them to have both Steven Jones back next year. But if you're going to get rid of one to meet Snead 
And right now, I think you can get quite a bit back for him. So I think it does make sense in trading him. If Casey does tag Snead by the March 5th deadline, they'll have until mid-July to lock him into an extension or trade him. Uh, Snead, of course, made one of the most critical plays for the Chiefs down the stretch in their postseason run, that forced fumble against Zay Flowers in the second half of the ASC championship game. Someone else who made a pretty decent play for the Chiefs in their search for a Super Bowl, McCall Hardman. And he is sounding off on his former team this week, Mike. Uh, there are a lot of layers to this, but let's start here. Hardman on Ryan Clark's The Pivot podcast said the Jets have no standard on offense and had this to say about the Jets locker room leadership. It's no standard there. It's like everybody do what they want to do and it's like whatever. Now, granted, the defense have a more of a stabilized standard with that with the coaching staff on that side. So you could tell the defense got a, they got a, a standard, but the offense is just like, all right, we'll just figure it out. It's Aaron show. Let Aaron do what Aaron do, you know what I mean? But then when Aaron go down, it's like, we don't know what to do. This is my thing was, y'all can't tell me about winning. I've I'm, 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 been to four That's Super Bowls right. in five years, you know what I'm saying, now, you feel me? But beforehand, I told, I've been to four AFC championships, I've been to three Super Bowls, I've won two of them. Like, I know what winning looks like. Right. I know what winning is. So y'all keep telling me certain things, it's like, I'm not going for that. Like, because y'all not doing it right. Like, we got hammers on the ground. We don't got no discipline. People feel like it's too many individual egos in this locker room or whatever. And I'm telling them, I'm like, this not going to get y'all to win. It's not going to happen. The standards thing doesn't surprise me, um, especially we know all of the dysfunction that we've heard behind the scenes. And then Sala being a defensive coach makes more sense that the defensive side would have a little bit more structure. And we even saw on Hard Knocks, Nathaniel Hackett's Aaron's bro. It is the Aaron show. Like, I sense no lies here. Yeah, I don't uh, No lies detected as well, Stormy. And you, you mentioned Nathaniel Hackett and you look at what the offense was in Green Bay. It was, hey, Aaron, go ahead and make it up. And that's exactly what it seemed like the plan was in New York. And uh, we saw Hackett in Denver and the offense there. And it, it wasn't beautiful without Aaron Rodgers. And then the Jets offense wasn't beautiful here either. So I don't necessarily disagree with him. I'm surprised he's kind of sounding off this way. I think it's funny that he comes off as saying, you know, I'm this winner. I've gone to four of the last five Super Bowls. It's like, well, the Chiefs have kind of helped you in that process. I wouldn't say it's all McCole Hartman who's driving that bus there. Uh, it, just a really interesting situation, but not surprising you're hearing this about the Jets locker room after the season, considering what we saw during the season from that offense. Yeah, and I, we talked about it and how problematic everything seemed internally for a while. And then you have that somewhat, I think scathing is a fair word to say athletic article that came out detailing all of the people who were leaking information about it. It just, it does not sound good. Now I mentioned before we shared that sign soundbite, there are a lot of layers to this. When we come back from the break, I would like to kind of put a bow on all of the talk that is surrounding Mikol Hardman and the jets right now, as well as play a little game of quarterback matchmaker. We talked about where we think Caleb Williams is going to go, but there are a lot of quarterbacks with question marks of their destinations in 2024. I think That'll be a fun exercise. We'll be right back. Still just getting started here on the Lombardi line. This is the Lombardi line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here's your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5 and get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet loses. Download the app and use the promo code VSIN when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Do you disagree with these takes? No way. Uh-uh, no way. Or do you approve? Oh, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt, my mind. No diggity, no doubt. It's 
It's time to ask Michael Lombardi. No way or no doubt. Well, Michael isn't here today, but we are so fortunate that we have the one and only, the living legend, Mike Somich here to ask him no way or no doubt. And we are going to start in the big D. Dallas Cowboys star Dak Prescott is up for a contract extension. And while Stephen Jones wasn't willing to share details about their negotiations, he did say our whole thing with Dak is him being a cowboy. That is all that is on their mind with the salary cap being raised to Somich. No way or no doubt, Dak Prescott will be the highest highest paid QB in NFL history with his next deal. Well, it's it's a in big D, so it's a no doubter here. Mm. He's going to the question to me is whether or not he gets 70 million a year. And you mentioned that cap increase. That's going to be very beneficial for him. Every time we see these big quarterbacks come up, you go through the process of resetting the market. And this is going to be another one of those contracts that resets the market. And the problem for the Cowboys is you have deals in the past year, year and a half that have pushed this market up and up and up and up. And if you move on from Dak, what are you moving on to? You don't really have any options. So all the leverage is in the Dak Prescott camp. I think there's no doubt he becomes the highest paid player in the NFL. MVP runner up this year, three straight 12 win seasons, but just two and five in the playoffs. It seems, though, that Dallas believes he's the guy that will ultimately at some point get him over the hump and get them to their first hopeful NFC championship since 1995. This one was interesting coming out of the combine. I'm so glad you texted this to Elliot and I earlier today. Texas Tech's Tyler Owens says he doesn't believe in space or other planets. He's religious and said we're all out here alone. He used to believe in the solar system and revolving around the sun, but he said not anymore. Flat Earth theories have, quote, valid points. No way or no doubt. Space is real. I'm going to go with no doubt this space is real. I, I have really a feeling to, when I... You really had to think about it, though, right? Well, you know, you never know if you're just in a giant planetarium because that's the way this space is not real, right? It, we're is that all in the Matrix. Up? Yeah, we're, it's, it's like that Jim Carrey movie, right? The Truman Show. We're mm. all inside the Truman Show. It's just uh, projecting up there. No, there, there's no doubt. But I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Look, he is a cornerback. Maybe he doesn't believe in space for wide receivers. And so he's just trying to shut him down in that sense. Ooh, well done. See, and to Galaxy me. Galaxy brain. Or the, I guess flat earth brain. <laughs> that's what we should call it now. Um, what I was going to say, what this shows me is this dude focuses so much on ball. He doesn't have space for anything else. There we uh, there go. There we go. See, see? We're, I'm Wordsmith too. We're working on this. Um, let's keep it in college sports. There's been a ton of talk over the course of the last couple of weeks about court storming with Kyle Filipowski getting injured, coming off of the court. Caitlin Clark, same thing in the women's game. No way or no doubt the NCAA should try to ban court storming nationwide. Man, this is tough. I, I stormed a football field when I was at college. I have a piece of the goalpost in the this bookshelves behind me. So I, I, there is a special place in my heart. But at the same time, like you got to be respectful when you do it. And I feel like you're just not seeing as much respectful fandom as we have in the past. I I don't think they should ban it. So I'm going to go no way you should ban it. But I think there's no doubt it's going to happen. See, I think that there are a lot of coaches and people that are being overdramatic. And I don't know, maybe that's just like our culture in today's day and age that we overthink and overdo it for everything. Like, I agree with the general concept of this is the player's court. This is where the players and coaches belong. This is not where the fans belong. But this has become such a huge thing in what college basketball is. And when you get that big upset, people love having the pictures up in the athletics department of them rushing the court and rushing the field and all of these things. I don't think it's going away. I think you can do a better job of police it but like 
I can count on one hand how many people have actually been injured or injured significantly in one of these instances. It's not something that happens normally to these players. So there is better way to handle it. I don't think people need to get arrested. I don't think that it needs to be banned, but you know, just approach it a little bit better from a security standpoint. How about this? Also, like we keep on hearing all these things about the college football playoff getting expanded to 14, even though we haven't even seen 12 yet. Love that. And the NCAA <laughs> tournament getting expanded again as well beyond the 64 that we see right now. No way or no doubt. The more teams, the better in college hoops and college football. What do you think? Well, from from Mike Samich's perspective, no way. I, we, we don't need to oversaturate this. From the NCAA's perspective, that's a no doubter, you know, because it's all about the Benjamins and they make more money if there are more games. And that's what they are looking at here. I think you're going to see both of these fields expand, but I don't think you need to. I think we're at a good number here in the NCAA basketball tournament. We don't need to add another round, essentially, or have more playing games on the first Tuesday and the first Wednesday. And from a college football perspective, let's try it a couple years for 12 and make sure we don't just end up with the top four seats in the finals or semifinals every single year before we decide to expand out to 14. Yes, exactly. Let's just see what 12 is like. Like, realistically, (laughs) have we ever looked, Ellie and I were talking about this earlier, have you ever looked at the top 25 and been like, wow, that 14th team, a real contender? Like, probably not. Probably not. So let's just go one step at a time. Walk before we run. um, Crawl before we walk. There are steps to these things for a reason. This next one I found very interesting. Some quotes from Elliot Wolf about the New England Patriots culture. Take a listen. It's easy to say the culture's changed, but you know, there's no players here right now, so we'll see if the culture's changed. But but certainly there's there's more of an open kind of uh less hard ass type vibe in the building that that we can, you know, that we can kind of move forward with. Is there is there a definition for the culture that you guys are shooting for? No, again, I think it's about people and developing people. Um, it's about doing the right thing, being honest and open, and, and, and people feeling comfortable enough if there's an issue to to say something. That coming from an executive within the organization. Very interesting. <laughs> no way or no doubt, Mike, in your opinion, the culture of the Patriots is better without Bill Belichick. I, no doubt. And it's not because I don't think that the culture with Bill Belichick is a bad thing. I think that when you have a certain voice for a long period of time, That voice wears on people. And that feels like what had happened in New England is that the Bill Belichick voice had run its course. Now, if he goes somewhere else and creates a similar culture, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. But for that New England franchise, it feels like it was time to get a new voice, a different voice inside the locker room that was driving the culture. So I'll give this one the no doubt. I'm surprised that was his approach to it and being so open in that setting. But I I think that it was clear to everybody from the outside looking in even that there needed to be change. So uh, we'll see ultimately how Gerard Mayo handles things internally. So last February, the eventual national champion in UConn for college basketball They were 15 to one shot to cut down the nets. No way or no doubt. This year's college hoops national champ is currently at 15 to one odds or higher. We're going no doubt, baby. I got North Carolina at 18 to one. I'm going to ride that train all the way home. And to me, there's a, a key part of this, right? It's who is sub 15 to one. So what teams are you looking at in that price range? And a lot of the teams that people are going to point to are Purdue, Houston, and you go and UConn. I think UConn is the one team of those three that has a big time chance to cut down the nets. I think Purdue is going to make it further than last year, which obviously won't be hard, but I do think they have more scoring. So I think they're going to be able to make a push there. 
but I, I'm not a big Houston fan. I think they fall apart at some time. I think Tennessee has defensive struggles. Arizona is not well tested when you look at their non-conference. So to me, there's really one team I'm worried about that's sub 15 to one. That's UConn. I'll take someone over 15 to one in this spot. Specifically, I like North Carolina at 18 to one. And I don't hate the idea of someone like Duke, someone like uh, Baylor to be at bigger prices to be able to make a run. Duke 28 to one, Baylor 45 to one. The Kentucky Wildcats, a hot button team as well, sitting at 22 to one. Similar question, different sport. Last year, Lamar Jackson was a 15 to one shot in the MVP race. Could you see, no way or no doubt, next year's NFL MVP being a 15 to one shot or higher? I'm going to go with no way here. I think we're going to get a little chalky next year. I think it's very similar to what we saw last year in the NBA where Embiid wins it, but everyone realizes that the Joker is the significantly better player. Once we get to playoff time, he becomes the favorite and and stays the favorite. I think people got reminded of Patrick Mahomes a little bit in the playoffs. I think he is a deserving favorite at a short price, and I think the logical guys are up there. I don't see someone like Brock Purdy being able to make a run like what we saw this year. And and even Lamar Jackson, he, he was on the radar at the start of the year, but wasn't someone that you're like yeah that's definitely the guy i want and the fact that you've got herbert at 12 to 1 you've got love at 12 to 1 you've got stroud at 12 to 1 you've got allen sitting there at 7 to 1 burrow at 9 to 1 mahomes at 6 to 1 you've got a lot of guys who are going to be competing for this award all under that 15 to 1 number i don't know why you had to just i mean brock purdy catching strays out here i don't think well, that was look, necessary. he was a big price he was a Let big price live uh some of the options though that are in the 15 to 1 or higher range jalen hurts dak Tua Tunga Bailoa, Aaron Rodgers, 20 to 1, Trevor Lawrence, 25 to 1. The list goes on. Oh, can't forget uh, our guy Anthony Richardson as well. Elliot would definitely want me yeah, to point that go. out. 40 to 1 for <laughs> AR 15 coming out there. Um, we're going to hit the break here really quickly. When we return on the Lombardi line, we are resetting for hour two. We got college hoops. We got NBA. We got the National Hockey League with Nick Alberga. We got Combine Talk with Eric Froton. You are not going to want to miss it. Great hour coming up. This is the Lombardi Line on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5 and get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets if that first bet loses. Download the app and use the promo code VSEN when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. We are wrapping up this Thursday edition of the Lombardi Line presented by DraftKings alongside Mike Somich. Stormy Tony with you. Time for our pro tip of the day as well, Mike. Uh, we had a great conversation regarding the NHL with Nick Alberga when he joined us a little bit earlier. And I thought he great, gave a great tip reminding us that the NHL's trade deadline is right around the corner next week. And you really have to monitor these lineups. Yeah, this is a phenomenal tip because we do see these moves happen two, three, four, five days in front of the trade deadline in the NHL versus on the trade deadline a lot of times when you see it in the NBA. And these moves will happen a couple hours before game time. So you may place your bets expecting to have players in the lineup that end up not being in the lineup. So it's important to look at what teams are selling and who is on the trade block and make sure that before you place your bet, everyone is actually going to be playing in that game, which sounds kind of silly, but being aware of this can make a big difference. The Calgary Flames, the St. Louis Blues, two teams that I expect to be sellers at the deadline, that their lineup could change drastically from 10 a.m. to the 4 p.m. drop puck drop. So make sure you're aware of who is actually in the lineup here leading up to the trade deadline in the NHL. Pro tips, free daily betting tips every single day available on vcin.com. You can search them by show and by sport. And, and let's stick with the theme of the NHL because yesterday we had a good show win. Rangers puck line coming through for us. What about tonight? What is your favorite bet in the National Hockey League tonight? Well, I'm, I'm going to take a huge plus money price here. Um, give me the Nashville Predators. We're okay. going to lay the goal and a half with them tonight. This is a team that we, we heard earlier when Nick was on. He was talking about how teams who need to get points and how they've responded in those situations. The Nashville Predators have responded tenfold since needing to get points. They are going on. They're on a streak right now, ripping off six straight games winning by two goals or more tonight. They're slight favorites at home against the Minnesota Wild. Give me the puck line here. I'm going to lay a goal and a half with the Predators at home plus 205. So big time plus money here. I think they keep this streak rolling. They're playing their best hockey of the year right now. That continues tonight against Minnesota. So we're going to take a big plus 205 number on the puck line with the Preds. Yeah, those scores 5-2, 5-3, 4-1, 4-2, 4-2, 4-1. Their most recent game against Ottawa on Tuesday. I love it. Um, I thought it was interesting the perspective that Nick had on Vegas at Boston coming up tonight because he said he loved that three to one price on just there to be overtime. The, the Bruins have been an overtime shootout special lately. Five, what is it? No, six straight games, seven of their last nine um, of those last six. They're only two and four straight up in those games as well. I know that the Golden Knights have struggled lately. They had a bad stretch, but they really bounced back against the Leafs the other day. A 6-2 win in Toronto. I think they got a little bit of confidence back, so I am going to roll with the plus 136 on the Golden Knights. And I've got a little intrigue now on this potentially being an overtime game because the Bruins are just doing it every single night. Uh, if you're going to overtime, you want the dog. Plus 136, not a bad number to have, especially for the Golden Knights, who are a very good three-on-three hockey team. We've also had 14 overtime losses so far for the Boston Bruins here this year. So I don't hate the look to the dog here if you think this game's going to be tight late. 
He also had a bet on Austin Matthews to have an anytime goal minus 130 against the Coyotes going back to his home in Arizona. The Coyotes have not won a game since January 22nd. So uh, I could see that defense being a little problematic. And Austin Matthews, who has been held off the the school sh- score sheet, getting the puck in the back of the net two straight games after he had 10 goals in five games. But I don't have any play in that game. And if you want to give your sell once again for the Red Wings, have at it. Yeah, to me, this is a Red Wings team that's just a different team in the last 10 games. We've seen their offense really start to light it up. Patrick Kane really get integrated into the lineup and play better. Larkins look better. Deprinkets look better. I, I, this is a Red Wings team that I want to bet on right now. I thought this game should be about minus 130. Right now, you're getting minus 108 on the Red Wings. Uh, Nick was on the other side. He liked the Islanders. Understand why. But I think the Red Wings are the right side here, especially at this price. You have six plays coming up in college <laughs> hoops tonight. What are we going to, what, what, where are we go? What's your favorite college basketball bet first? Let's start there. Oh, favorite bet of the night is laying the wood with college of Charleston tonight. They're okay. 15 and a half point favorites. Against the uh, they're, taking on, they're taking on Campbell, but you know what? We talked about this earlier. Campbell rushed the court last time. They beat UNC Wilmington at home in double overtime. Very emotional win. Now they got to go on the road and take on the Cougars here. I think the Cougars get the job done and cover easily. They played once at Campbell already this season. Charleston won by 23 points in that game. Campbell shot 47% from three-point range and still lost by 23 points. I think it's a blowout (laughs) tonight for Charleston. You hear that, right? They rushed the court, not against UNC, against UNCW. So let's let's make sure we we throw that out there. Uh, Okay, where, where else are we going tonight on the College Hoop slate? Uh, go to my, my mom's hometown here. We're going to go to Binghamton and take Binghamton over Maine. This is a rematch of a game earlier in the season. Binghamton won 51 to 50 at Maine. They're at home now. They shot 10% from three in that game and won 51 to 50. They shoot significantly better at home. Give me Binghamton laying the three and a half. Also going to lay in the three and a half with Elon tonight. Uh, they're taking on William and Mary. William and Mary started in conference two and one. They're one in 12 in conference mm. since uh, this is another revenge game here. I think Elon be able to get the job done at home. If you look at William and Mary's losses, none of them are close. They're losing by double digits in most of these games. So we'll lay the three and a half with Elon as well. And I don't want to like lose this thunder that we're going on right now. Idaho on the money line tonight as well. <laughs> yeah. Why not take a little Idaho, right? Uh, <laughs> they, <laughs> this Idaho team is taking on Montana state. And, and this was a situation where Montana state on the road, just a different team. Uh, they have not played well at all. Montana state outshot Idaho in the first game. Uh, I don't think you're going to see that situation happen again here. Idaho was better at the rim. Montana state, just two conference road wins so far this season. You can lay the run one and a half, get minus one Oh eight. I went to the money line with minus 115 with Idaho today. Uh, Another one I like, we're going to take a dog here in Omaha, catching seven and a half in this spot. They beat, uh, they won at home in a rematch spot here. They won 69 to 65 at home. Now we're on the road, but I think the seven and a half is too big of an adjustment. They've lost by two, by three, and by five against the best teams in conference. St. Thomas, Minnesota, not one of those best teams. I think Omaha with the points here is the play. I would sprinkle the money line to a plus 270, but I like the plus seven and a half more. Love that. That's always fun when you can do it. Now, no shade to any of these teams, but a lot of these are on ESPN Plus. They're hard to watch. We do have three games on national television. You know what? I was going to say three, and I was going to lead into this Pac-12 game, but it's on Pac-12 Network. So only so so many people have that to begin with as well. Uh, but I know you like Washington State, number 19 ranked team in the country. They're taking on USC tonight. Those Trojans have struggled. Why do you like laying the number? 
Uh, to me, this is just a great situational spot for Washington State. They beat Arizona on the road. Then they go to Arizona State. We see the letdown game in Arizona State. They lose there. Now they're headed back home where they're very good at home. And with USC, it's the exact opposite story. Look, they have not won. They've won one game in conference on the road all season. That was at UCLA last game. That, in a lot of ways, was their Super Bowl. This isn't a USC team that's going to make the tournament. That was a big game for them to win. They got that W. Now they've got to travel up to Pullman. So you've got two teams with with differing motivation here. I think you're going to see the best possible effort from Washington State. I wouldn't be surprised if you see a little bit of sluggish effort here from USC. So I'm happy to lay the seven here at home with Washington State. I might have to tell you on that one. I don't have any college hoops in pocket tonight. I do have what I'm calling a feel-free-to-judge-me teaser in the NBA. <laughs> um, I brought the hot up to five and a half uh, against the Nets tonight in Brooklyn. I just I feel like the Nets are terrible. And but you, as you said earlier, maybe it's just whenever I fade the Nets that that's when they play well, because that's obviously what happened against the Memphis Grizzlies the other day. So if you want to fade me, feel free. I won't mind it at all. The current spread on the game is sitting one. Um, but I think that the Hawks should be able to handle the Nets. I have them on the money line and then I have them a part of this teaser. And then I also brought the Thunder down from 11 to minus seven in a four point teaser here. They're taking on the Spurs. It's a 40 plus win team against an 11 win team. I think it's just a very clear advantage here. And the Thunder haven't just been winning. They've been blowing people out. I just wanted to give myself a little wiggle room and comfort bringing down the double digits. Yeah, they've just been destroying the state of Texas. Back-to-back yeah. wins over Houston and covers. Now they get San Antonio. A nice little stretch for the the, the Thunder here in this schedule. I kind of like the over a little bit there. I don't have it in the account, but 238, I would lean toward the over. The other game we haven't talked about this segment, but I think is going to end up in the account is Denver. I'm going to lay the mm-hmm. five. I've laid the four and a half a little bit. I, I put a half unit on earlier in the show. I'm tempted to lay the five as well. The number screams that there might be a, an issue with Jokic in this game. It is a back-to-back for Denver, uh, but this is a tough spot for the Heat as well. They're, this is going to be their fourth game in three nights all on the west coast all on the road and it culminates in playing in one of the toughest arenas in the nba to play in so lean toward the nuggets here tonight as well like i said i have a half unit in already waiting to hear the official word on Jokic. if he's in i'm happy to lay the five i lean that side as well i know you fired in a commercial break on that four and a half uh and then the other marquee game tonight on tnt the warriors at the knicks golden state laying four and a half right now total 222 warriors have just been playing really good basketball lately won 10 of their last 12 the knicks 12 and 22 against teams over five They've been dealing with a lot of injury concerns. I just feel like that could be Golden State's night also. Yeah, you got to watch this Knicks lineup. They didn't have Brunson. They didn't have Randall. They didn't have Ananobi last game. You got to understand who is going to be in, who's going to be out before you want to put a Knicks ticket in there. To me, it's Warriors or pass at this point, but I haven't bet it. Fun show today. I feel like this went by like the speed of light. You are awesome. And we're going to link up again this weekend on Saturday on the handle. So now that I, you know, I've taken your services, now you have to put up with me even more. So I apologize in advance. Thanks everybody for hanging out with us over the last two hours. Good luck with your bets. We got sharp money coming up next on VSIN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.